I am Carol Angela Davis. You know I've got your cannabis news. Major League Baseball and its players union, well, they've agreed to a policy that includes a reclassification of how the league looks at marijuana and also determines how players will be tested for opioids and cocaine. And those who test positive for opioids and cocaine, they're going to be referred to a treatment board. Major League Baseball Deputy Commissioner and Chief Legal Officer Dan Halem saying the opioid epidemic in our country is an issue of significant concern to Major League Baseball. Now, you'll remember the 27-year-old Tyler Skaggs of the Los Angeles Angels. He was found dead in his Dallas hotel room after choking on his own vomit. The medical examiner saying he did have alcohol and the opioid-based painkillers, fentanyl and oxycodone in his blood. The new policy does reclassify marijuana so that it is treated the same as alcohol. And that means players are gonna be referred for voluntary treatment. Now, previously, Players who tested positive were subject to fines. You should also know that players in both the major and the minor leagues are going to be able to use marijuana to treat their injuries. So modernizing Major League Baseball. Now let's turn to the state of Massachusetts, folks, where the ban on marijuana vape products has been modified, not lifted. And now medical marijuana treatment centers uh, and adult use dispensaries, they can sell devices that vaporize cannabis flower or concentrates as long as they comply with those new rules. Now, what are the rules? Dispensaries have to post a warning and disclaimer to consumers that reads, quote, this product has been tested for contaminants, including vitamin E acetate with no adverse findings. Also, businesses selling cannabis vaping products, they're going to be required uh, to list their active or inactive uh, additives, including the amount infused during the manufacturing process, including thickening agents. All right, thinning agents and specific terpenes, and finally, vaporizer parts, they too have to carry a warning that says, vaporizer products may contain ingredients harmful to health when inhaled. Now, the warning has to be uh, contained on an insert provided uh, with the vaping products. Okay, cannabis companies in Massachusetts, you ready? You can now begin producing vape products as long as they do comply with those regulations, but you cannot sell them until they've been tested. Remember, vape products that were manufactured before December 12th, folks, they are still under that quarantine. I'm Carol Angela Davis. Get me on Instagram and Twitter at Carol Angela D. I'm Carol Angela Davis. Thank you for watching the Cannabis News. Now from Virginia, Attorney General Mark Herring now making inroads into making sure Virginia joins the more than a dozen states and cities that have uh, lifted pot, the pot prohibition. The Attorney General saying, and I quote, I don't believe that Virginians' current system of criminalizing cannabis is working. It is needlessly creating criminals and ver burdening Virginia uh, with convictions. He says the human and social cost of this are enormous, unquote. Apparently, the number of pot-related arrests in Virginia more than tripled between 1999 and 2018, going from 9,000 all the way up to 29,000. And a recent poll does indicate that more than 60% of Virginians support legalization of marijuana for recreational use. And you should know that is up from 39% when the same poll was taken just two years ago. We should also tell you that Mark Herring is running uh, for governor in 2021. All right, let's turn now to the Caribbean nation of Trinidad and Tobago, the country's House of Representatives. It has approved a bill that's going to decriminalize the possession of cannabis. And now the nation is considering a second bill that is expected to establish a framework for regulating the production and sale of marijuana. Now, the name of the bill is, is the Dangerous Drugs Bill of 2019, and provisions do include the following. A person can possess up to 30 grams of weed and 5 grams of resin. Also, possession of between 30 
30 and 60 grams of weed and between 5 and 10 grams of resin is going to get you a fine of about 200 U.S. dollars. If you possess 60 to 100 grams of weed or 14 grams of resin, well, you're going to get a penalty as high as $11,000 U.S. Now, citizens will be able to grow up to four cannabis plants. You can do that at home. None of these things that I've mentioned, however, will result in, in any jail time. None of them are punishable by jail time, but failure to pay your fines, now that could land you in jail. <laughs> okay. Trinidad and Tobago, you should know, is the wealthiest country in the Caribbean block. Get me on Instagram and Twitter. I am Carol Angela Davis. I've got your cannabis news, folks. And you know what? Kentucky might want to consider legalization sooner rather than later. That's right, folks. It's one of 17 states that has yet to legalize recreational or medicinal marijuana. But get this, it's also the state with the, the most cannabis plants are seized by the DEA. Yes, folks. Last year, DEA officials seized and destroyed 418,076 illegal cannabis plants there in Kentucky. And a recent analysis by the American Addiction Centers, well, it found that those 418,076 illegal plants meant the DEA busted 9,356 cannabis plants per 100,000 people. <laughs> okay, California had the second highest number. They had four, five. 4,000, excuse me, 572 plants per 100,000 state residents there in California, half of what was confiscated in Kentucky, and there's more. Kentucky has the most per capita amount of illegal growth sites destroyed. That would be 15 per 100,000 people. They're followed in second place by West Virginia, which clocked in at about 7.4 sites per 100,000 people. Kentucky, okay. Will Kentucky legalize? Well, probably. Right now, Kentucky's House Bill 136, it would establish a program to open uh, cannabis to patients with debilitating illnesses and excruciating pain. And uh, its primary co-sponsor says he does have the votes to pass that in 2020. Now, in case you're wondering, the American Addiction Center's analysis reported that the states with the fewest DEA busts were Massachusetts and Wyoming, uh, which went without a single plant being seized in 2018. Mm -hmm. Delaware, D.C., Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, and Wyoming all reported having zero growth sites destroyed by the DEA that same year. Overall totals of DEA cannabis plant busts have dropped significantly, you should know, but in 2018, the DEA did still seize over $52 million in illegal cannabis-related assets through the DEA's Domestic Cannabis Eradication Suppression Program. Thanks for watching. Get me on Instagram and Twitter. I am Carol Angela Davis with your Cannabis News. Now, from Canada, as you may know, recreational uh, marijuana has been legal across Canada. That's since 2018. And uh, you, do you know who the fastest, get this, the fastest growing group of cannabis users in Canada is, folks? It is senior citizens. Yes, it is. That's the word from Canada's National Cannabis Survey, which showed that 27% of new cannabis users in the second and third quarter of 2019, folks, they were all 65 and older. Yes. And there's a lot of room for growth because only 70% of people over the age of 65 are cannabis users. Now, compare that with 10% of those between the ages of 45 and 64 and at least 25% of adults ages 25 to 44 reporting cannabis use, whether it's medical or recreational. Medical use was the most common reason cited for cannabis use amongst seniors, with 52% of adults over 65 saying they use cannabis exclusively for medical reasons. The survey also demonstrated that those over the age of 65 are much less likely to obtain their cannabis illegally, which doesn't surprise anyone, right? Okay, they're not going to go out the street and get it from a drug dealer. Okay, folks, here we go. We're going to turn to some other news because we're going to come back home here at home, all right? So Hounds Labs is based in Oakland, California. It has developed a breathalyzer test for weed. Hmm. 
The company says this new device can measure for both alcohol and marijuana at the same time, folks. So the company adds the test is one billion times more sensitive than other modern alcohol breathalyzers. Apparently, the device works by measuring the THC in your breath in the last few hours. So it's called a two to three hour window of peak impairment. And it can reportedly detect THC no matter how you got in your body, whether you vaped it, you smoked it or you, you got it in there through edibles, all right? So uh, you just breathe into the mouthpiece and of course out comes the results. Now Hound's Lab says the new test is gonna balance safety with fairness by providing objective data to law enforcement, which is a great thing. Our problem is not providing objective data to law enforcement. Our problem is once law enforcement gets the objective data, they keep applying it subjectively and the only people that really get locked up are people of color. That's not fair, law enforcement. We need you to stop that. I'm Carol Angela Davis. Get me on Instagram and Twitter. I am Carol Angela Davis, and you know I've got your cannabis and hip news. I've always got you covered. Former Vice President and 2020 Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden is now changing his stance that marijuana is a gateway drug, folks. Uh, Biden now saying he has not seen any evidence to support his theory about cannabis. Now, does that mean the Democratic presidential candidate is reversing his stance? Uh, no, it actually does not. Biden's views on cannabis still remain among the most conservative of the other Democratic presidential hopefuls. Let's turn now to the state of New Jersey, where Governor Phil Murphy has vetoed legislation that would have ex expedited expungements uh, for people who have cannabis-related uh, offenses on their record. Why did he do it? Well, it happened over the summer, and the governor says he simply did it because that expungement law just did not go far enough. And the governor turned around and cited Pennsylvania's clean slate law, which makes criminal cases that are 10 years of age or older invisible to anyone besides law enforcement representatives. So, okay, we'll see what New Jersey can come up with because clearly you need to come up with something that's better than what you had. Now, New Jersey's Bill A3205, it would have allowed for immediate expungements for some individuals uh, with cannabis-related offenses, but it was unclear on the process for exactly how this would unfold. That bill, seen as a crucial first step for a post-cannabis prohibition justice in the state of New Jersey, just so you know, and get this about the state of New Jersey. New Jersey's expungement process has been called the most burdensome of all of the states in the United States for individuals who have passed cannabis offenses. The question is why. The state's judiciary says that more than one million people were arrested for marijuana-related charges since 1990. New Jersey. We know you can do better than that. Help these people. They'd like to work and take care of their families and get educated and do what you're probably doing. I'm Carol Angela Davis. Get me on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for watching.